Let me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. Wearing a uniform properly is certainly a good way to help you get ahead while you're in the military, but in post-military life as a civilian, believe it or not, it's going to work against you. Hi, I'm Scott Tucker, author of Veteran Well Secrets, and welcome to the Veteran Well Secrets show where we love to talk about all things in the modern age uh, for the military service member, whether they're going for, getting ready for retirement or they are already a veteran and they're confused about what was I expecting in post-military life. And one of the things I learned when I was getting out is I didn't necessarily want to conform. That's the reason I got out of the military. Or for a lot of people who talk to me and come to me, it's like, hey, I'm happy I served my country, but I don't want to keep following orders and conforming to the masses. And and the assumption is that how you show up is how the first impression and how everybody's going to get to know you. And yes, that's true. But if we're just putting on the business suit and cutting the hair short and getting the shiny shoes, at the end of the day, we just look like everybody else. You're a commodity. You're just in another uniform. How is it that you can possibly stand out, especially in these days where you have limited ability to actually meet people face-to-face and, and truly get to know them and their personality. And, yeah, in, in, some, in many situations, you've got to conform if you want to have that corporate job. I remember when I got out, I was joining a firm thinking I was starting a new career as a financial advisor. There's no such thing as a financial advisor. It's just made up. That's a little secret between you and me. More about that in my book. But at the end of the day, I did what everybody else did. I, I went to the PX. I, I got fitted for suits. I waited a few weeks, and I went in and wore them to, to the office every day. And I sat there and clicked around at websites. And I didn't even know how to go out and meet people anyway. So what was the point of the suit? And uh, no one my firm knew how to teach me that either. And that's what I discovered. Slowly, I realized I could dress more business casual, more just out of comfort and lack of necessity. But finally, I got to the point where I was like, I wear t-shirts and flip-flops. That's me. That's who I am as an individual. If somebody cares about what level of consulting or suggestions or strategies or work I can do with them, if it's going to matter matter whether or not I'm in a suit or flip-flops, then probably not a good fit. I, I have a mantra of I serve only those whom I meant to serve. And those people are going to see right through all that BS and not give a shit whether or not I'm wearing a suit. And so this isn't about suits and whether or not you wear t-shirts or flip-flops. The point is, that your post-military life is up to you. You have a choice. We don't have to continue following orders anymore. And 
I think uh, the results that we've seen in the post 9-11 era, a lot of this depression and the suicides isn't just about combat related issues. It's simply a lack of identity, sense of purpose, meaning, knowing how do I fit in? How do I take my military skills and, and, and do something meaningful in post-military life? It rarely works that way. Rarely works that way. How many different jobs did you have in the military anyways? I mean, what is your job? Leadership? Fortunately, it's not a job. Not the way the civilians work out. You can come in with all the leadership skills, but if, you're, if something, for whatever reason, isn't meeting the bottom line or they just need to downsize and you're the first one in the door, you're going to be the first one out. Say so You need to learn how to personal branding and all that. We get into that in, in the book and in other episodes, but... The point is the desire, the desire to, 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 to seek what you want post-military life to look like. It ain't, it ain't going to be quick and easy. I'm not saying that, but are you seeking it? I remember when I was lost after I'd been out a few years, I said to myself, I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'm going to find it. And just setting that intention for myself sent me down a path that most people they, they would, I'd post a video of me going to some conference or traveling around the world or something, and people hit me up on Facebook, Scott, do you even have a job? And I was like, I know what I don't want to do. That's first and foremost. I'm not going to spend any more time on this earth. This government already sent me off to war that 20, almost 20 years later, it looks like we're still involved in this stuff. You know, what's it all for? So once you have a chance to make your own choices, an opportunity to... You know, get your liberty back. You get your choices back. And when we sign up to military, we give up all rights. Even though we're defending liberty, we're in a socialist organization that is the military. That's how it's got to work. Everything's got to be even and equal and lots of rules and regulations. And yeah, so be it. That's how, it's, that's how that works. But is that how you want to live on the outside for the remaining time you have left? That's our only commodity. Your time. It's not about wealth. It's not about money. Wealth is about not about money. Wealth is about your time. So I implore you to choose that you want to figure out what you're looking for. And if you already know, what next? Never stop. Keep growing. This world is moving too quickly. There's too many awesome people out there that you can collaborate with or those coming behind you that you can help in some capacity or another, whether it's directly one-on-one -on -one as a mentor, or maybe you, maybe you break away completely from the corporate mold and go start your own thing. Because there's never been a op better opportunity than right now to go carve out your own path. And that's what we're all about at US Vet Wealth. So visit us at usvetwealth.com to learn more about that get a free first three chapters of the book of course it's available on amazon as well but happy to give it away for free but yeah i would love to get your thoughts and feedback kind of stuff you want to hear about on this show as you're reading through the book what do, would you like to, us to expound upon more but got an interview today for the rest of the show and uh, the idea is hey it's up to you so enjoy the interview with wainwright All right, Scott Tucker back again, and welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we talk about how to go from paychecks and government benefits to autonomy and financial control. Really, we're teaching all the secrets and the philosophies and having people share their stories and their wisdom that, you know, that I like to talk about 
in the new book, Veteran Wealth Secrets, that, that launched on Amazon last week. So make sure you grab a copy of that, where we talk about ultimately the philosophy of the realities of the modern economy and how do you tap into it. And one of those things, of course, doesn't always have to be. Entrepreneurship is changing its definition, but i um, very excited to have on the show right now, Vince Rain, the uh, serial entrepreneur, and I can tell just from looking at his LinkedIn profile, Vince, you've done a lot of different things since you came out of the Navy. So really excited to, to hear your journey because I know that as you're trying things out, as we tend to do when we say something like serial entrepreneur, people think about, oh my gosh, we, I talked about this in my last interview, but talk about the failure in the military and how that if you fail, therefore you didn't accomplish, therefore there is nothing and we just know that's 100% not true. And I think coming out of the military, that's an understanding of that and being okay with it is so important to eventually figure out who you are and what you want to do. But why don't you start off, tell us a little bit about you. More specifically, what are you up to these days? What's going on in your personal, professional life, whatever's important for you right now? Also, given somewhat the context of this new normal, apparently, that we're going to be living in. And there's a reality to it somewhat. What's the life of Vince Wainwright uh, these days? Thanks so much, Scott. Yeah. So first of all, I'm, I'm excited about your book. And it's also going to feed really well into what I'm going about, how I'm going about business too. And that is taking a very much a whole approach. And when I say a whole approach, that is it used to just be for, let's talk about recruiting right now. You give me a candidate, I find you a candidate. But now with COVID and the pandemic and the way work is now, much like yourself, we have to find different ways to enhance what it is that our main interest is. So what are all those subcategories that we can speak to that we're also passionate about that feed into our ultimate category or our ultimate passion? So the way that, which is another interesting segue, is very much my passion in high school was being an athlete, playing sports. I was approached in the weight room by a recruiter. That's how I got into the military. So I joined the military. We had September 11th happen. Um, I was in the weight room in 2001 thereafter. And he came and approached <laughs> me, took me home. I had to get the, the paperwork signed by my parents because I was still under the age of 18. But I just remember thinking, man, that here's an opportunity for me because I, I wasn't a strong student whatsoever. But I knew that I wanted to serve. I wasn't sure that I wanted to serve my country. I didn't find that out until once I got in, into the military, which is something that you wrestle with, or at least I did. Once you get in there and you realize, wow, there's a lot of different people in the military. Some I like and some I just don't get along with. Right. So, yeah, focusing on what it is that is true to me and that interests me. And I found a lot of that in the military when I served my, my five years on board the USS Higgins out of San Diego. Okay. Oh, very cool. San Diego, obviously a good... Are you in San Diego now? No, I'm in Redondo Beach now. Just as beautiful. Yeah, but no, definitely great to be in uh, Southern California. I, 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 Except for you hear about people leaving the state and stuff. And I'm wondering if the military and veteran community are, are seeing that in any way. How is that affecting... Because you're essentially helping veterans find jobs. Correct me if I'm wrong. In this day and age, you know what? whether it's California or otherwise, there are some things that are changing right now. 
What is it that you think a veteran or transition service member maybe needs to bring to the table or needs to be thinking about differently as they're preparing for this? Essentially, what's your secret that you'd like to share with the audience about how they can set themselves up for whatever comes next? Well, this this is my first time answering this in, in regards to COVID and the pandemic. Mm. And what an exciting time to be a veteran because you already know what it feels like to hear that general quarters alarm, just for people mm -hmm. who don't know, when you hear a general quarters alarm, think of an earthquake and a massive emergency, and you have to go to your, whatever your safe space is, and your house is probably your doorway or outside. So in GQ, in the military, you have to go to your safe spot, man your guns and get ready for war. Mm -hmm. So now, do we have to do that in the job market today? Of course not. But I can't tell you the number of candidates that I chat with that are not veterans or not military, and they have this list, even now, they have this list of specifications on what they can't do and why they can't do this and what's holding them back due to COVID. As a veteran, you're not going to find too many vets that go, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I better keep the safe distance, not because we're not safe, but because we understand we're going to be well prepared. We'll have the PPE equipment on. We've already worn it in the past. We've got that down pat. So what a veteran needs to do now is essentially be themselves but professional, be as professional as possible and just be you. And by, by being you, make yourself available and let the job market know that you're available. No, I love that. The general quarters analogy. Gosh, I hadn't even thought about that. But in, in reality, as a nation right now, the ring and the bell, everybody's running around in chaos. 100%. And, and yeah, they might know their, their, their duty station or whatever. But what we get trained to do and have just just because of the way the nature of military life works, even in garrison, they might ring general quarters and you might show up in the wrong duty position. It's I'm here now, whatever it might be, we can adapt and overcome in a certain way. And I get frustrated with the way we're told to come out of the military and, and get a job. There's only one path that we forget to give ourselves permission to look at that checklist of what you can and can't do, identify the things you don't like doing, just be, but who says you can't do it? Boy, you can gain all sorts of new skill sets. Tell, tell us more about your own journey to get to where you are helping people enter the, the workforce more intentionally. Where did you have your own version of jumping in various foxholes and learning things on the fly that you've learned to apply to your life that you like to, to share with others? Where did you have your epiphanies? Uh, well, you know, my biggest epiphany came from one of my largest supporters, and that is my father-in-law, John Nielsen, who started a recruiting company in 1983. Obviously, my wife's dad, they had this beautiful place in Redondo Beach. So Great, long great to have a father-in-law on your side. That's right. Oh, I know. <laughs> he, he has saved my butt more times than the Navy has saved my butt, and that's quite an accomplishment. And I, I'm so grateful to him for it, too. So anyway, long story short, uh, we would have had to move because I was a communications systems engineer. Great pay, awesome benefits in the private sector. Uh, they were flying me out to these beautiful locations, Hawaii, you know, for two weeks at a time. So I'd fly my wife out and we'd have a blast. But when that contract came to an end, my next position or next job that I would have uh, likely received would have been in Colorado, Virginia, and at the time, Austin, Texas. Which was not the set, which was not the sexy place that it is now. All oh, right. So Nikki, we had to have a heart to heart, and I have a stepson, so she had a son at the time, 
And we weren't going to move anywhere because we have this foundation in Redondo Beach. So I said, hey, let me work for your dad. So long story short, failed miserably. The worst recruiter that John, my father-in-law, has ever met, I'm sure. He, he didn't say it, but I'm sure he thought it multiple times. I would have if I was in his shoes. So I spent about two to three years just pretty much eating crap every day. Cry, I would cry myself to, to work, literally crying, crying my way home, thinking, man, how the, what am I doing? I'm such a freaking failure. One thing that's always been ingrained with me by my upbringing, and then especially with the Navy, is that if you stick to the plan, if you show up on time, you, you, you go through the motions and you, when it's time to, when it's time to part ways, you go out and you don't get yourself in trouble. The Navy will keep clothes on your back and pay you and take care of you and your family for as long as you will allow them to do. So I did the same thing with my father-in-law. I just, I showed up, I took what I had to take, worked as hard as I could. And then once I got to the best that I could be or the best in his company, I got to take him out to lunch and say, thank you for being the best boss that I could have had at this time. I'm going to go off and start my own venture. And he supported me ever since. No, I, I love hearing that. And, you know, I, I like to talk about, hey, when we get out of the military, don't we, we I was under the assumption I got out whatever my new job is there for my new career field, which was my new label, my new identity. I like how you said, hey, I'm going to go in here, do the best I can to to get whatever knowledge and skill sets I had. But maybe you didn't think about starting your own venture, but it sounded like you were definitely one way or the other thinking there was going to be another step. Not that maybe you just wanted to get out from working under your father-in-law, but let's say it was just another employer. What was it that, that correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you were planning on taking a next step. Is, is, am, I, am I reading that right? Oh yeah, Any anything I do and anyone that I mentor, I always tell them, always have a long plan. Now, plan to fail now, to, to be realistic, plan to fail for at least a year, but what's your ultimate goal? Is it being a big time CEO? Because nobody has an ultimate goal of just blazing around. What is that, how high can you get and where do you want to set that goal in comparison? Cool. So what are the dangers that you're seeing right now that maybe folks aren't talking about? It's easy to say, we're going to be in lockdown. So maybe think about writing your resume a little bit differently or whatever. I got to think there's some lurking dangers out there that people aren't paying attention to as much as they sh they should be. I just wondered if you had any perspective on that from what you're seeing and going through. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not. Uh, I'll, I'll answer, but then I, I after reviewing why I did some research on you on your LinkedIn profile and something caught my eye. So I'll expound upon what you asked first. The dangers is that people there's this massive world right now, and it's all digital. And people mm. are in here and they're, they're, they're going inside of their shell instead of reaching out to, you can go on, for instance, let's use LinkedIn as our platform. You can go on LinkedIn right now and type in keywords, surfing, surfing veterans. And let's say you're a veteran who surfs. There'll be a thousand, a hundred thousand surfing veterans that'll pop up. Reach out to those guys and start networking because every single person's going to have a different story and a way that they might be able to help you either get a job or just stay positive during a pretty rough time. Yeah, the networking thing, it's never been easier. It's, there's never been an opportunity for, you know, one, to start a conversation like you and I, this is our first conversation, yet the ability to build and promote personal brands has never been easier. Yet I, I still feel people are coming out of the military with this, 
either the mindset that social media is not for me or labeling it social media to begin with, but fr frankly, it's just a tool, a networking tool. I, I, I think it seems like I, I, had, I have some friends of mine or clients of mine doing formal polls. They'll be in a, a transition class and I'll ask how many people are on LinkedIn before the class. And it's like 25%. It seems so few people, of course, those of us who get on, you see veterans getting on LinkedIn, they get more active. They're not doing the social media thing. They're building a brand and learning how to do real networking. Where, where does that, where are we in that? Maybe we're farther along on the adoption curve than I'm per perceiving to see, but I just know there's 200,000 or so veterans coming out every year. Right. Yes, they give a LinkedIn class per se. It's not only about LinkedIn, but Man, some of these digital skills to promote yourself, to build a network of like-minded people. We've never had an opportunity like this in all in history. And yet I, I just feel like there's so many people coming out thinking, oh, it's hard or it's not for me. It's, hey, technology always wins. It better be for you or you're right. going to get left behind at some point. What are you seeing? Completely agree with you. I think it might have to do with the intimidation of coming out of being typecast as military and then also the military is obviously very different especially with the jargon all the acronyms so the best advice that i can give are just is to invite the veteran to give yourself the self-confidence and now look we need to communicate right we have to especially as veterans we're, we're always in close-knit communities we communicate with each other even the guy that we hate we still bs with and we take them as our own mm -hmm. now it's different when you get out in the real world so if you have to choose which essentially you do to communicate a social media platform right now i for instance took myself off of facebook about three months ago it's been tremendous so Damn. you know you don't have to you don't have to jump full in full in and appease everybody do it professionally go on linkedin put out a couple of your interests it does i mean your grammar doesn't have to be perfect you can go on fiverr f-i-v-e-r i think mm -hmm. and they'll write your they'll write your linkedin verbiage for you for five bucks mm -hmm. you have to put yourself out there and then find like-minded people yeah and it's funny you mentioned something like fiverr it, it, the ability to, I haven't gone grocery shopping in months. I right. use the app and I pay, I don't know, 5% extra for someone to go pick up my groceries for me and save two hours. There, there's so many things you can get done with virtual assistance. That's just a, an Uber, Uber driver is a similar thing. You know, you can have people do work research for you for pennies on the dollar from all over the world. Right. I, we don't, why aren't we doing that in our job search? In we, we all have the opportunity to do stuff like that, that an entrepreneur would do, even if you're just trying to market yourself for another job. Why don't we take advantage of that? No, I'm, I'm glad you brought up something like Fiverr, just so people can look into it a little bit more. Just to be even aware. I remember the first time I heard about virtual assistant. It's wow. I don't even know how I would use that in my life. Start right. being creative because <laughs> it can do so much for you. And by the way, you're helping somebody else out there, helping you out. It's all about trading time for money in my world. And, and speaking of trading time for money, you got a business. You're looks like you're growing. You've launched now sales scale executive. Where what's the next three years or so? I mean, pending where what control we have with this whole lockdown thing, our economy totally might right. shift totally. But what do you see if we're having this conversation three years from to now and looking back? What's got to happen for you, Vince? To, for you to feel good about your success personally, professionally, however you define it. What do you see on the horizon? Man, thanks for asking that, Scott. So 
have a terrific client list. The people that I get to work with and, and the candidates that I find are all people that I admire. So three years down the road, I'm going to continue to admire the people that I look up to, my clients and my candidates. But I also want to instill some type of a lifestyle design for candidates and that's for candidates and my clients. Because what happens is I sit down, I get to talk to people like you all day, accomplished, think outside the box, regimented, has a schedule. The way you set up this podcast with the emails and the, the in-doc and uh, what I filled out beforehand, everything was very simple, very concise. Can't thank you enough for that. I want the same thing for when I'm chatting with potential clients, current clients, and candidates. I want to have a toolkit, and with, over this next three years, I'm going to continue to refine that. And that is uh, the the smallest things like transportation, how to get how to from how to get to an interview to how to eat when you're sitting at your desk. Um, I I don't know, I don't want to sell it as like simply um, a, a fitness arm of it, mm -hmm. but I want it all encompassing where people can come in and know that they're being taken care of from the interview process to their nutrition, to their mindset, because all of that plays in to our day-to-day -day lives, whether we want to face it or not. Yeah. I mean, wow. I, I think that's so important to think of from the individual perspective. It gets down to what do I want? And it used to be, you want whatever you're offered from the benefits package of the company. All right. Do yeah. I get dental? What's the 401k plan and all that? And it's getting to more, they're throwing incentives out with various fitness, it's all, but it's all part of the corporate package. If you're thinking about yourself more as an individual, maybe you could start to define that. And as you're going through your various careers, as they might be, or your skill set development, right. whatever you end up jumping around to. No, I love the lifestyle design because I think people are going to start thinking that way, especially the more we're working from home and stuff like that. But Vince, really appreciate you coming on to, to share your thoughts and wisdom and tell us uh, more about you. How do folks uh, find you? What who, who do you want reaching out to you? I'm assuming both you've got clients on two different sides of things. You're matching people together. What's the ideal client who should be reaching out to you? I would love to hear from anyone in aerospace, especially vets, of course, uh, but any HR and hiring managers in, in aerospace because that's my sweet spot that group of people uh, there and trans and for the military transition too. military tends to transition very well to aerospace so i'm having a blast serving that sector no oh, okay that that's great to hear niching down is always a great thing to do so congratulations on that what's you. your social websites how can uh, folks find you so the website scale executive search and then find me, Vince Wainwright, on LinkedIn. And then you can always welcome to message me on LinkedIn or email me at vince at scalesg.com. Scalesg.com. Awesome. Hey, if you're in the aerospace industry or know somebody who is, who to contact, listen, folks, the, the more you get with specialists in particular areas and stuff, the better things always work out for everybody involved. Trust me, I know that in the financial industry, we're told to just get everybody as a client and all that. It never works out. I actually am trying to turn more people away who might not be a good fit. So that's the importance of niching down because then you can really you know, get the bet fit of someone who speaks the language and can know where to fill holes and stuff like that. Thanks again, Vince, for coming on. Really looking forward to watching you grow and, and connect it again here on the show in a few months or a year or so and, and seeing if there's more stuff we can chat about. But Appreciate uh, it very much. And good luck with the book. 
Thanks. <laughs> Let's see if anybody reads it, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you on the next show. Thanks again. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Veteran Well Secrets. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels, also on YouTube, and share it with a friend. Visit our website at usvetwealth.com to get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the post-military guide to gaining autonomy and control. You can get that today on our website, first three chapters for free, or you can go to amazon.com if you want the Kindle or paperback. We have other resources all over the website, so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more.